What is up, everybody? It is your host, Lo. And tonight we have Alex, Drew, and Brando back, the full eight Vols ATV crew. But if you've been watching us for a while, you would know that we've had some former Vols on with us before, Juice Davis, Brian Mauer. But tonight is a first because we have a future Vol joining us. Uh, Jack Luttrell is on the podcast tonight. If you guys see him in the live below, um, he'll be chatting with us over the next, the whole broadcast, I guess. But we're going to kick off starting with the huge five-star get, Nico. Um, absolutely massive. We are super pumped about it. So, Brando, why don't you give us your first thoughts on us landing Nico? Yeah, I mean, can't really, without calling it like a home run, you know, a home run, big, big, big get for Tennessee. I know Jack was, you know, pretty pumped about it. I saw him on the Instagram and in the comments. He's been working on this one hard, but you know, it's no secret that Nico, he's, you know, one-on-one kind of guy. It's a, a big opportunity to land a guy like that for your program. Uh, currently ranked the number three player in the 2023 class, number three quarterback. We all know he should probably be at the top of that list, but um, just a big, big get for not only, you know, on the field, but recruiting and getting other guys here. Another big recruiter with Jack, because I know Jack likes to recruit a lot, but, you know, being in, getting in comments, you know, sliding DMs and letting guys know that Tennessee's back and being serious about, you know, what they want to do. Uh, nothing short to call it, but, you know, a huge, huge weekend after a, a bad taste in our mouth. So really, really excited about it. Uh, football, you know, it's already spring practice and I'm over here ready to run through a brick wall. So, yeah, it's uh, it's funny that. Um, like we had a little bit of early exit with basketball, but then here comes spring football to turn everything around. And, and we just like, yeah, all right, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. And then what better way to get it started off with that big commitment? Um, top three quarterback, what top seven player in the country or something like that. Um, anytime you get somebody that caliber, you, your excitement just goes through the roof. And it's, it's really good when you also hear him saying like, yeah, I wanted to commit early so I can, I can talk to these other boys. Like I'm, I'm trying to get a team together. So anytime you hear that, just spreading the brand. Um, yeah, I mean you can't you can't hope for more. So I've also heard the uh, the Marcus Mariota Oregon comparisons, um, and we all know how his career turned out there. So if it's close to it, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty happy. I'm gonna just say that <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be really okay with that. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. So I'll send, I'll send it to Drew. Yeah, guys, I don't think I can emphasize enough like how big of a deal this really is. Like, this was the first five-star quarterback Tennessee's had committed since 2002, since James Banks, who, by the way, I'll, I'll be honest with you, until about 15 minutes ago, I'd never even heard of. Um, but fifth highest rated commit Tennessee's ever had in program history since they started focusing or recording recruiting rankings, uh, you know, behind Bryce Brown, Eric Berry, Khalil McKenzie, and Gerald Riggs, Jr., um, you know, he has an unbelievable arm. I mean, honestly, I really think like he could step on campus, you know, not this year, obviously, because Hooker's probably going to be an all SEC quarterback. But I mean, I think he can take easily take the job with him after a week of practice when he comes in next year. I like I can't emphasize how fired up I am about this. Like, I don't remember last time we've gotten a huge quarterback prospect like this before. And I think it just speaks unbelievable volumes for Josh Heupel and his staff. And considering where we were a year ago, after our first spring practice a year ago, you know, just absolute shambles that we were. And now that we're getting the third best quarterback in the 2023 class and have a top 10 class, all right, it's unbelievable. 
I know. It's literally so exciting. Um, I want to flip it to Jack and let him introduce himself and then kind of give his take on his 2023 class, how excited he is to join Nico here at Tennessee. Yeah, so uh, I'm Jack Luttrell, three-star Tennessee commit in the 2023 class. I was the first commit for Tennessee in the 2023 class. And, uh, I mean, ever since I committed, talking with Coach Hype, talking talking with the position coaches my main goal has just been be that first guy to commit and then build my team around that and that's that's been the goal since i committed and i mean we got ethan davis we got aiden we got nate and now we got nico so we got a quarterback now we got o-linemen we got tight ends and we got receivers uh, and now we're just working i mean we're working car on carnell a lot trying to get him and uh, I, our main goal is to make the 2023 recruiting class the best it's ever been. Uh, Tennessee hasn't really ever been like the the best ranked in the recruiting classes or anything. Uh, but that's our goal. Uh, so we're going to do everything we can to to get that. I guess I'll go ahead and uh, hop in there. Jack pretty much, you know, stole my spotlight and my question about what I was going to say. I was going to talk about, you know, Jack being the first 2023 commit and uh, having those guys hopping in with him, but he pretty much answered it. Uh, you know, just been seeing you through this process. I know like how you like to recruit a lot and, you know, talking about getting receivers, you got Carnell and Casper and Devin out there, you know, guys you've been after a lot, but uh, you know, as a player and like through your process, you know, with all the coaches, who is your favorite coach and uh, who's been, you know, kind of that right-hand man for you? through your process you, you can just go to have a conversation with yeah so since i've got the the coach who offered me the coach who called me first well he didn't offer me but the coach who called me first was uh coach creamer and i don't know his official title but um i mean he was the first coach at tennessee to call me and then coach banks was the one who offered me and those two i mean i can text them anytime they respond i remember uh, the, I think it was two days after I took the visit, uh, last time I had a question and I text coach Creamer. I think it was probably at like 11 PM and he answered within like five seconds. Just, yeah, like, this is the answer. Do you need me to call you and explain it more? Like, what up? Is there anything else you need? So I think that my right hand man right now would be coach Creamer, but then also coach Martinez, because right now I'm committed for safety. And I mean, he's coach Martinez is the guy that calls my mom, makes sure my grades are good, like make sure I'm staying out of trouble at home and then also doing good in school. Uh, so he's also one of those guys that I can always talk to. Yeah, man, that's that's huge. You know, uh, you know, you being the first commit and kind of seeing it all grow. I know that has to be like a special feeling, you know everything you kind of thought it would be. And then now you got a top five tight end, Ethan Davis, who's an absolute dog, a two-sport athlete. You got Aiden Bussell, who's an in-state lineman, a guy that's been really coveted on the staff that hopped in early. And then now, you know, you, you do what you said you've been wanting to do and you land a guy like Nico. You know, it's like just a great, you know, spot to be in with you because not only are you, you know, like a, a safety, but, you know, you have multiple capabilities on the field. So, just a, a, a big starting get, and I'll leave it to Alex and Drew if they want to ask some questions too. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just really excited that you're part of this class. 
Yeah, Jack, you got some big time offers like from schools like Notre Dame and Texas A&M and even Arkansas. Um, what was the one thing that stood out for you with Tennessee and like what made you want to commit as early as you did? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not the type of guy to when I when I committed, I wasn't the type of guy to make a top 10, top eight, top five, top two and then commit. So my whole recruiting process, I was thinking as soon as I find the place, I'm going to go ahead and make it, make it official and then build the team around me. But the reason I made it that decision so early is because, I mean, last summer I was able to visit. I mean, if you look at a map and you see TCU on the map and then uh, Tennessee, I visited every school from east to west that whole last summer. So I was able to see a lot of college campuses, talk to a lot of coaches, get a lot of offers. And just after that, after I've seen all those campuses and then I took my visit to Tennessee, I realized that there was no better place to go and no better place for me to play and coaches to be around than the University of Tennessee. That's honestly, that's just music to my ears. Let me let me just say that for a second, because I mean, obviously, us four love the the school and stuff, and it's great to see. Um, I guess like technically, like an outsider, somebody who like didn't grow up in the state or like around the school itself, to come in and like have that same love and that same passion for the university. Um, mine's like a little bit not football related, so I didn't know, Lo, if you had a if you had one that was like still more on topic. Oh yeah, I've got plenty of questions. Um. Jack, I didn't know if it was possible for you to possibly turn on a light because our viewers were asking. They can't see you. If not, it's fine. <laughs> oh, he's muted too. Oh, yeah, he is muted. Okay. Well, he can. Uh... Okay. Hold on. I'm going inside. <laughs> we're getting the, uh, the number one, uh, the number one safety in the country a house tour right here. Oh, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is prime content. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's fantastic. Um, my question. Can you? Yeah, you're. I think you're. I'll let you get all settled first. <laughs> Um, my question was, what player do you like to model your personal game after? And that goes college and professionally. Like, I didn't know if you had one from college, one from pro, or, but really who you like to model your game after. Yeah, I really, I mean, I don't, I don't really look up to anybody just because I don't want to have them as my idol. But I do, I do like watching the Tyreek Hill, the Odell Beckham, just because they're like a flashy player, but they still get work done on the field. So I, I always like to, I mean, I'm the type of flashy guy on the field, but I'll, I also like to prove myself while I do that. I like it. Great answer. Um, and I'm sorry, I did not mean to put you on the spot <laughs> or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure everyone could see you. So, Alex, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off that question. Um, are you one of those players that oh, he talking, he talked, he probably talking to mom. <laughs> um, are you are you one of those players that you that you like to uh, talk a little bit to the other team or talk to the dude guarding you or the dude you're guarding? Or do you kind of like keep to yourself and just let your play talk for it? Yeah. Uh, so kind of talking about the recruiting class just a little bit. 
I've played against Carnell Tate and Kyle Hamilton, but and also Nico. And I mean, during games, I love to talk. I love to talk trash and then come right back and beat them and then keep talking. But I mean, the biggest the biggest thing that to do is I mean, I, I try to talk a lot and I try to make plays, but I let my I let my play do the talking a lot of times. So no matter what people say about me, I'm gonna just keep playing and hopefully I'll shut them up with how I play. Yeah, pretty much uh I'm gonna piggyback off that, you know. Jack, you know, if you go look at his Instagram or you look at his, you know, social media, you always see him making some crazy play or, you know, telling somebody, you know, get big or, you know, you're little or something, you know, just, you know, being dominant on the field. But, you know, I wanted to talk about outside the field, Jack, on his social media, like you have 125K on TikTok. You've been in a couple of destroying videos, you know, outside of football, you know, that have made like, you know, your recruitment go bigger to give yourself better notice on a bigger platform. How has it been like having a platform like TikTok and then being in videos with Destroying in a new era of college football where you can eventually, you know, name, image, and likeness, you can make money off that, you know, kind of stuff? Yeah, so growing up, I didn't, I was not allowed to have like a lot of social media. I didn't have an Instagram account until my ninth grade year. And uh, I mean, Ever since I, I got those apps like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, I've kind of just tried to figure out what people like to hear, what people like to watch, and then take it from there and just provide more and more and build my audience and then keep keep doing that so that I can get those followers, get those likes. And I mean, it came out this, this week, or I think it was even yesterday, well, hey. my NIL value 62,000 yeah so that i mean that was huge yeah I saw, I saw that on uh on hayes you know he did that collab with on three and ilu and you know they've been pretty on top getting the people's worth you know outside of football with platforms they do have since it's allowed now so you know that i just thought that was a pretty big cool part because you know i would open up my youtube and i see uh jack latrell just moss this kid at a seven on seven or jack latrell just made a play and destroying video and everyone's sending it to me and i'm like yeah, that's a Tennessee commit. And you're going out there and wearing the Tennessee gloves and the Tennessee beanies and attire while doing it. So I really uh, felt good about you doing that, kind of looked up to you for doing that. But I guess anyone else has some other questions real quick. Yeah, I was going to jump in on that um, just because I think social media can be super positive, but also super negative. Um, have you experienced anything negative from social media like – whether it be people talking bad about you or anything like that. And if so, how have you overcome that? How do you deal with that mentally? Cause it's, it can be a lot at this day and age. I think you did, Jack. <laughs> run it back and run it back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh no. I think you just hit the stop cam button. Uh-oh. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, it's loading. He's coming back. <laughs> He'll be back in a second. We'll just I don't know. I feel like like I said, he has those videos where uh yeah, he said his internet's having problems, but he's like one of those guys on the field that 
like if you go look at his Instagram or his highlight tapes and stuff like that, like like he's over there, you know, dogging people when he's making his plays. Like he's confident in himself and his game. So uh, it's not many times that you really see Jack kind of get bodied like that on the field. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like his demeanor on the field, like he's one of those DBs that like he fits the character of a DB perfectly. Like when you're on the field and attacking somebody like that, like you don't want to play against a guy like Jack. So we need that type of energy badly. Thanks. Badly. Yeah, especially in the secondary. I want I want somebody that can talk and back it up with some play. That's what that's really what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of getting pushed around by other SEC teams like we have been for the last few years. I want I want somebody to come in like Eric Berry. I want him to hit somebody in the mouth and just stand over him, look down at him, and then just go to the next play. Like I want I want I want other teams to be humiliated <laughs> when they play us. I mean, I not just SEC so quarterbacks, but like third string Purdue quarterbacks. Like I don't want to get bullied by them anymore. So no. oh yeah, no, no sir, walk ons. <laughs> but I mean, no, like we, we talk about wanting DBs and safeties, and you have a top guy that's a safety like that. And not only like NIL, like other people, other recruits, they take note of your NIL value when they see a guy like Jack. Like, you want to go play on the same side of the field with him because not only is he doing it during the season, but he's going to every single seven on seven camp, like he said, going from Florida to Georgia to California, like different spots, playing against different talent. Like, if you're playing with Carnell, who's in IMG. And then going across the country and being on a seven-seven team with Nico, who's in California, Long Beach, like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. You're getting experience with everybody in the country as a player already. And that yeah. also that expands your connections for recruiting too. If you if you out there, you talking and you you balling a little bit, and then somebody else sees that and they're like, "Dang, dude, where are you going? <laughs> like we we going we going down Tennessee? Where are you going? You trying to come with us? That's I mean that's the stuff that we need, honestly. Like we we I do really love the energy. Um, but I've always been, I mean, y'all, I don't know. You guys probably know that I'm devil's advocate, and it really stresses me out to get too excited until it's all said and done, which is a long time from now. Um, but, I, I mean, I feel like these guys are pretty solid and rooted in, in their decisions, and the NIL deals, of course, help with that heavily. So. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jack said he just moved into a new house, which makes sense. So his Wi-Fi box isn't set up yet. He's going to uh, go back to the car and uh, try to close it out. But he told us oh. to keep going. Yeah, he's going to tell us to try to just keep going while we could. So Fair whatever enough. y'all want to hop into. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much, like, it was everything we were hitting on. Like, you know, it's pretty much key because uh, April 8th, all the recruits he was mentioning, they're going to be here for the spring game football-wise. So April 8th is supposed to be a huge weekend. You got Carnell Tate. Devin Hyatt, Kyler Casper, Jordan Anderson, who's Nico's 2024 friend that he's been around with. So, like, those are four receivers right there that top 100 talent, 200 talent that you're easily almost in the boat with now just because you landed this quarterback. So, not only like on the field, but off the field, like recruiting and everything, it's just great to see. So, question, Brando um, Is it true that the spring game is not going to be televised? We're open to the public. Yeah. So, with Neyland's renovations, uh, they put out an announcement that it's going to be held on, like, two big screens, uh, one at the plaza. I'm not sure, like, the exact locations, but there's, like, a, a live stream at a plaza, but it's not going to be a public online live stream. Um, I'm sure someone will, like, bootleg it or try to get it out there somehow so where we can watch it, but uh, it's not to the public. But it is a really, really big recruiting weekend because due to the renovations at Neyland and the facility, uh, it's just nowhere to have enough room to get that many fans in. But you still have all these five-star talents that are wanting to come in and see what you do, having an open practice, 
And I think if you just have the families there of them, like you're getting a relationship thing one-on-one. So it could be a benefit, but, you know, as a fan, you want to see that spring game. But then again, I don't want to see anyone get hurt over a pointless game. So No, absolutely not. Spring game's so overrated, man. It's so overrated. It's just, it really is just an excuse to get into Neyland Stadium, like when we don't need to be <laughs> and like, and to watch football and watch Tennessee football. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, it absolutely is. And people got <laughs> so irate over it. And I'm just like, simmer down just a little bit. It's really not that big of a deal. I will, I will say though, one of the maybe the only thing, positive thing I have to say about Butch Jones is that at least he tried to change it up a little bit by having like those ridiculous competitions, like where the quarterbacks were thrown into the trash cans 45 yards out or whatever. But like, at least give it a little bit more of a gimmick. I mean, like, it's a free event. You might as well just add something to it, you know? Yeah, honestly, you might, you might as well like play more of those games and like fun stuff and, and see the athletes like, like, yeah, playing playing the sports is fun to watch and stuff, but, like, letting them boys, like, do crazy stuff, like, that that's the stuff that we want to see. We want to see them, like, just playing games, having fun, because that's what we're there for. That's what everybody's there for. I know. Hell, let them play the state champs or Carson Newman or something. I mean, it'd be better <laughs> than playing each other. So. <laughs> oh, man. So, did he say he trying again? He trying for it? Uh, yeah, he said he's going to try again, but uh... – he probably is just going to uh, try to join us another time. Did like a cool 19, 20 minutes, but he said it's so laggy and some of the questions were coming off hard. And he only had like one bar. So either going to try to join later or another time. But like, as I said, I've been, you know, talking back and forth with that kid behind the scenes and knowing him like personally what he's doing for the program as a recruit and like the energy he has, like, he's like not just a normal recruit. Like he's going out here and, under every comment, every post of every target, talking to them, you know, saying, come to Tennessee or you want to catch touchdowns in Neyland or let's do this. And I just think it's really great to see to have that kind of energy around the program, especially from a kid who's so young, like he has another year of high school left. But, uh, you know, coming from that kind of family, a football family, where his dad's a coach out there, I can kind of see how he's that mature. But I just feel like a really, really big uh, prospect for our our team, for this class. And he's only going to rise in the rankings because, not only is his NIL value up there, but so is his skill set. So, mm-hmm. Well, from what I caught, I mean, he seems like an awesome dude, very well-spoken, intelligent. I mean, they're so, he's so young, so it's crazy. Um, but I hope he'll be back on. Obviously, we've had our fair share of technical <laughs> issues on this show. Uh, that's what happens when you're live. But that's what makes it so much fun also when it's live because you just have to keep going. We'll have Jack back on, I assume, or we're definitely talking to other people about coming on. So if you were listening just for that, um, keep listening, or keep on the lookout because we'll have more coming for sure. We're just yep. getting started. <laughs> oh, God, I really don't want to talk about the next topic. Uh, we can get the good part first, baseball. Yeah, exactly. At least we start off on a high note and it just goes downhill from there. So yeah. Y'all want to do that? You want to start with that? What, baseball? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the baseballs, you know, really, really excited with them. Those boys are hitting dinger after dinger, like not to mention only their, their pitching performance, but they're suffocating teams with hitting the ball. Like I think uh, we're the number two team that's like only scored over like 30 or 40 home runs already this season, which is absolutely ridiculous because there's been so many years in like Tennessee baseball where they didn't even hit over 20 home runs. So – Coach Vitello, he has this team in a full force. He has, like, draft prospects on the roster. 
mm-hmm. that aren't even playing every day. It's like ridiculous. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then I was listening to the drive today on a fan run radio. Coach mentioned that Blade Tidwell, he's going to be back full go soon. And, you know, Blade's been itching at him saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And it's just coach being like, uh, I want to be able to like full confidence thing and be able to, you know, just go out there and be like, that's our guy, that's Blade. So sooner or later, Blade Tidwell is going to be back. And you have all these guys on full cylinders and each rotation hitting. Um, I just, you know, I'm full confident. We play Ole Miss this weekend in our series. So really, really big baseball series against a really good team, a really hostile environment. And uh, so we get the W. Uh, two things that I wanted to bring up was, one, I saw a tweet today. Y'all are going to have to confirm this for me. But I saw a tweet today that said, like, uh, Coach Vitello is only about four wins away from being the all-time, uh, like, record holder at Tennessee. Is that true? Third. Third, third all-time wing is. Oh, third all-time. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, that's a uh, that's crazy to do in four years. If that's what he did, but okay, that makes it a lot more understandable. I mean, my God, that's still a big accomplishment. It's a big mean, accomplishment, no, yeah, but I also feel like that just just speaks into volumes of like how awful our baseball program's been. That considering he's only been here for like less than four years, and he's already the third wing as head coach in Tennessee. But- so. But also think about just like the stark turnaround, like going going from that, going from a low class, or I guess I don't want to say low class, but just a lower tier baseball team, all the way to like we made it to Omaha last year, in what year three of his? Mm-hmm. I mean that's incredible. Um, but then Wes Wes Rucker tweeted some stuff today that uh, the Vols lead the country in batting average at three forty three, on base percentage at four sixty four, home runs at fifty nine, doubles at sixty one runs a game at 11 and a half and team ERA at 187. I mean, those are, those are video game numbers. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous, man. Like that's, you're not doing that against scrubs. Like you're playing against Georgia Southern, Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, you- Texas was our, Texas was our weakest showing with two runs and that, and that was it. Um, like that was it, meaning that that was like that one instance, but yeah, I mean, what, like, like we've just been saying this, whatever he's doing, I hope he keeps doing it, and I hope I hope every weekend they think about extending him more and more because there's no reason we need to let that man go. Until he does something crazy, that man should absolutely stay in the orange. So, Well, I mean, we just got our 20th win, and we're only in March. And I just want to know where ever, like ever, is there a college kid out here throwing 104-mile-per-hour pitches I mean, I can't even imagine stepping up to the plate knowing that was coming at you. I honestly have no idea what, what I would think 18, 19 years old doing that. It's crazy. Y'all ever y'all seen bench warmers, right? I'm sure. Yeah. You remember, <laughs> you remember the dude that was uh that was scared of the sun and they had to make him back because they ran out of players? <laughs> that would be that would be me showing up to the plate against our pitchers. I I would be hiding behind the catcher. I'd be hiding behind the um. <laughs> I'm not swinging, man. No, I'm, hey, I'm I'm just holding my bat out there. I'm like, please hit it. I couldn't swing in like 13 U kid pitch. Like I'm not swinging <laughs> against against Ben Joy. There's no there's no way. I'm not I swinging. I would like to um, add that somehow Drew disappeared. I guess he didn't like. Yeah, we're down to three. <laughs> he, he didn't hates baseball. <laughs> He hates baseball. He just logs off the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Wait, is he talking? And I can't even add him back in. What uh, is going on? Oh, that mother just decided to call me in the middle of the show. So it's just unbelievable. I mean, you're famous, man. No, I was all about the baseball talk, but no, it's just very. Baseball, Drew just screw it. I'm out. 
No, no, they're the best things happening this, uh, on campus right now. So shout out to Tony V. And oh, Lady Vols made it to the yeah. Sweet 16. So you got to give us. Uh, I walked in. Belmont gave them a, a big scare. I, I truly was worried after Belmont upset Oregon. I was like, I was like, all them fans from Nashville going to come over to, to TVA and, and make a scene or something. I had conversations that went, and they said the Belmont people were rowdy. I know, I know they are. They love their basketball in Nashville. Yeah, well, I guess there was cool. there was like a lot of them. There was like a lot of like eighty five year old like Belmont grandpas <laughs> that were at that game. It was wild. Oh, man, who was yeah, who yeah. was hit the corner three? Sarah Puckett. Yeah, yeah. I walked in from work time. right when that happened, and I was like, oh my god. Big that was like time. the longest 30 seconds of a basketball game I think I've ever watched. Like that 30 seconds, my I think it lasted for like over 15 minutes. Like that's not I that read, I think I read on Twitter it was like 28. Yeah. Something ungodly. Yeah, it was almost yeah. half an hour. That's what I heard too. That's insane. That's disgusting. That's what that is. That's absolutely disgusting. But well, they came out with a win. Who do they play next? I I, I have no idea. I know uh, number one seed Louisville, I think. We play uh, Louisville? Oh god. I think. I mean, honestly, time. honestly, for the even being like playing against higher seeds like Buffalo and playing against Belmont, like we played against probably two of the higher seed like best higher seed teams. You had Buffalo who had a point guard that was like averaging like 27 points by herself. And then Belmont, they were just absolutely shooting it lights out. And I think they held them under their percentage and still barely nailed them out in a like a game clinching win. So I think they have all like, the keys there. You know, they've been battling some injuries, but they're our only hope at this point. Uh, you know, I'm happy to see, you know, one team still in and see what Kelly Harper's doing with this team. So I think those injuries happened early enough in the season that they're starting to turn the corner from kind of the the uh, losses that they dropped that they shouldn't have uh, compared to the way that they was playing. Uh, but, yeah, just for reference, they play Saturday at 4. So you y'all can put that on everybody's schedule if, if y'all are interested in that, which we should be. That's big stuff. They haven't been to the Sweet 16 since uh, 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see the Lady Vols return back to their national prominence like they deserve. So. Yeah, it's it's important to give them some credit. I mean, I'm talking to myself too because I'm a female and I don't even really follow like Lady Vol sports, and so I guess you can call me trash for that. But they do deserve like all of the fandom and everything. I mean, they work just as hard and are phenomenal athletes. So definitely need to give them some support however we can. Lady Vols softball or the Vols softball, I mean, they're awesome too. So really got to give them a shout out. Like I said, I'm also talking to myself. So I got to get it together. Good points. Good points. <laughs> Lady Vols softball got a big one this weekend too. I think they're playing in Gainesville. They, they played, uh, yeah, they just won, I think, the series against Arkansas. Um, really big series win. I think they dropped the second game, but won the third. Uh, I forgot her name, but Nico's uh, cousin who plays on the softball team, she had a grand slam. It actually ended up helping us win the game. So big feature there. They're popping off. Everyone's popping off. And we've mentioned it for weeks now, but really the whole scene around Tennessee athletics, like he got everything popping off, Tony Vitello baseball, Two successful basketball seasons, soccer, tennis, everything else. Spring practice just started today. So you got that going on with Heupel and the boys, you know, football coming back where you're seeing all the all the freshmen do good. So just like all positive news and, you know, being a Vols fan and getting positive news day after day, like when you log on, it's pretty nice to see. So It is. Uh, it's shocking to see. I mean, I'm not used to this at all. So it's a nice 
refreshing scene. I mean, I really can't complain much except for, of course, the early exit with the men. But yeah, we, I guess we got to get into that now. Uh, might as well. Might as well. Positive. We had one positive. Drew and I actually got to meet in person. Oh was, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> it was a big moments. It was a big moment. So it big was moment for the ATB crew. It was two seconds right before the tip off started, and then we ran to our respective tables, but it still counted. I was very, very drunk when I left there, so I was impressed with myself that I managed to drive home. I was very drunk as well. Um, I'm out here, I quote treating the wrong people. So <laughs> the group chat was uh, down bad, man. That was tough, though. I gotta admit, that was uh. Hey, I tweeted a rebuttal. That sure, but that was a low moment. <laughs> sure. I think we can all agree with that. So. <laughs> We're going on strike against the uh, CEO of ATB, Ronnie, because uh, the, the way he talked to us in the chat after the game. Oh yeah, screw that. He tried to hit us with the "I'm sorry." No, you're not, bro. It was, Shut up. <laughs> it was so vile. So didn't ask plus ratio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gotten more respect from Alabama and Georgia fans than I did. Ronnie's listening. Just know that we don't care. Ronnie's <laughs> listening, and Drew is just magically removed from the podcast. Exactly. I mean, he fixed all our problems earlier. Maybe he can fix oh, them. <laughs> but I mean, that game—I don't know. We can all call it what it is. We weren't ready for the ride to end. I think it took us all like really long kind of into the season when it got into SEC play to buy in, you know, having some early losses and then buying into a team that was different for a lot of Vols fans that, you know, tune into basketball and finally seeing a team that you knew it could keep like piece around like each different player. Like there's different players on the team that you can put yourself up to and, you know, just seeing them, you know, go on, you know, turn around and believe in themselves and in this early, you know, I'm not mad that we lost or how we lost. I'm just mad that it's over. And, uh, I'm going to hate being off tomorrow and watching the Sweet 16, but it is what it is. Might not even watch it. Might just, you know, look at Vols football practice in Nico, Ion Levia Heights. So, yeah. Just watch some highlights, you know, watching some film and call it a day. But, hey, I, I told myself I was going to boycott the rest of the tournament. And then uh, the Canes played the next night. And I was like, dang, I, okay, I got to watch this one. But, um, no, honestly, I was I was about to describe it the same way, Brando. Like, I'm I'm really not mad that we lost. Like, I've been mad at some losses before, but I'm like I'm just like the disappointed parent that was like, dang, like I really wanted that. Like, I, I just wanted that for for them so bad, especially just from the way that we were blistering hot in the first round, fifty seven percent from three, and then we turn around and just shot eleven. And I was telling myself, I was like, you know what? Like, I actually do have a lot of confidence in these boys. Cause like if one person goes cold, there's still like two or three other shooters that are there and boy, they all went frigid. And I was, I was just like, I, it was like amazement. Like it, it purely was, it was just like, I've never seen these boys like shoot this poorly since like maybe the Texas tech game or like the Arkansas game on the road. But I mean, even then, like they still put up points, but like, I don't know. It, it was just crazy to me. And then, yeah, like I came home that night and my roommates were like, how are you doing? I was like, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> Y'all going to leave me alone. I'm going to my room. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it really is just like upsetting. Like, it, I'm still like trying to work through it as this tournament goes on. I'm like, dang, them boys need to be in that tournament. And everybody keeps coming up to me like, oh, man, your balls like let us down. Like, I had them in the final four. And I was like, every bracket I created, they were winning it. Okay. Like, I understand. <laughs> I understand losing your bracket. Like, mine are horrible now. 
But, I mean, you just hate to see it end early. But like we've been saying, we also go pull for the Lady Vols, so we've got some hope there. Uh, but, yeah, just, just a ride that ended too soon. Yeah, that that loss was like a massive kick to the balls, honestly, just considering how well we played literally since February. I mean, like we're, we were one of the hottest teams in basketball for the last five and a half weeks until last Saturday. But, you know, like you see all the Reds on Twitter talking about, you know, just typical Barnes, you know, just the barn bashing behavior that you see from ball Twitter. But honestly, there was nothing that he could have done at this point. You can't you can't help if your guys are shooting two for 18 from the three, you know. And there was a couple minor things I would agree that he sh certainly should have changed. Like, I mean, you know, Huntley Hatfield and, you know, Folky just weren't doing it. And Jonas was just, I mean, like the guy needs to work on a shot, especially big time this summer. Uh, he's got great potential, but he's got to work on that. But, you know, I mean, we had plenty of wide-open looks in the second half. There was a lot of good opportunities where we could have took advantage of that five-point lead that we had at halftime and extend it. And, you know, we did. I mean, that's just, that's just part of the tournament for you. But all in all, though, like, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. This has been a very successful season. We just won our first SEC tournament in 43 years. We cannot forget about that. I am, like, so sick and tired of people – Send them back to the damn coal mine. Exactly, exactly. Back to the coal mines where they belong, you know, like <laughs> where all of them belong, you know. But very successful season. This was one of the best seasons we've ever had in program history. You know, you can argue with me all night on Twitter. I do not care. I 100% that I guess what's what was so difficult about this loss is that just like Alex said earlier, I did take a long time to buy in. A long time. And when I bought in, I was all the way fucking in. So then I'm rolling in the field house. Like, I actually was really nervous. And I'm if I'm nervous, I know that it's probably not going to go so hot. I just had a bad feeling. And so then it was just a complete train wreck for me to watch. And I don't mean that they played, like, that bad. They played with effort. And it was just, I mean, it was a crazy game. But it was just so sad. And, like... I just don't know. It broke me. I wanted that team to go far, and I felt like they had all the talent to. So that's what's even worse. But I'm sure that's what every fan says every single year. So you just kind of got to move on. But one thing that I am so sick of, and I've said multiple times, like, I'm rocky with Barnes. Like, I love him, and then sometimes I don't. But this was not on him in the slightest. If you think it was, like, you can kiss my ass. Because here's why. If this team has shot 40% or greater from the three-point line, why the hell would he go in with a different game plan? He's expecting them to hit those threes. He didn't think that they're going to shoot 11% from the three-point line. Like, how was he supposed to plan for that? He's just supposed to magically be like, oh, well, we're going to shoot like shit from the three today, so I'm not going to plan for our guys to, to take those shots. They were open shots. Yeah. We just weren't making them. That's the difference. He's not out there shooting the shots. If he's out there shooting the three and missing them every time, then okay, it's his fault. But And I don't want to fault anybody. It just didn't work. It literally just did not work. They couldn't put together a win. I mean, you're talking about, like, if Zakai and Santi just had an average game. I mean, literally just an average game where each of them make around, like, one or two for three points a game. We win that game. I mean, I think combined together, they only scored six points. So, yeah. 
I mean, you're just talking about if we just had an average game in general, that's a game that we would win. We would be in the Sweet 16. We'd be facing Villanova tomorrow night. Like, it's just – it's part of the tournament. But I'll tell you, I, I was more upset about – I'm more upset – still upset about the Purdue loss in the Music City Bowl than I am about this game. Like – Oh, hell yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, that loss sucked last Saturday. Like, it did. But, you know, we we got silverware at the end of the day. Like, we got trophies to show, like, what we've achieved. That game – in December, I'm. St- I, it'll take years for me to get over it. Like I'm still fair to furious over it. That's an excellent point. I mean, that was so sickening to the point, and it lasted so long too. Just a god awful, drawn out thing with a bullshit finish. I mean, I was literally started the game at work, finished all of my notes, all of my patients, went to a doctor's appointment, and went to the restaurant, and still caught the last fifteen minutes of the game. Of course, to catch the worst part. And that's true. That does still pop up and suck really bad. Mm-hmm. This one isn't as bad because it's not like we played down. Michigan played really well. I did not expect them to play up to that standard. I mean, and I guess that's just me not really watching Michigan. I mean, I looked at their record and I was like, we should be able to handle these guys. And I just overlooked them. Um but yeah, that Purdue football loss—that's uh, bad. Yeah. Such BS. Yeah. I've never been more blacked out, mad than I was in Nissan Stadium that day. Just you know, the drive home. Thank God it wasn't from Knoxville to Nashville. Just from Nashville back home, like five ten minutes. So you know, got home and just forgot all about it. But you know, on the basketball side, I just you know we didn't do anything wrong. I'm not mad about how we played or at Barnes or any of the coaching because if we would have done something different and put inexperienced guys down there, we would have all melted down about them changing it up late in the game. You know, he went with the same game plan that got us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it failed. Um, their big men fucking pulling up from threes and fading away. Ridiculous. That guy had not hit more than two threes, like, before that game, by the way. So, ultimate Tennessee tournament moment, having some 7-4 slanky big man hitting threes. And then you have the other one down low. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to attempt it. But over there, they're just bodying us down low, man. And, you know, early those early points, I feel like they kind of got into Euros and Damn, Drew. I know Drew was looking, you know, nine and nine for Euros. You know, I was kind of happy about that. One and one away. So close. <laughs> so close. Failed against Kentucky, failed against Michigan. But, you know, I'm not mad, man. I'm not mad. I just don't want to see uh, Michigan win it. That's all for sure. Yeah, I got I got two things I want to throw in real quick is one. Um, I think one thing that really helped Michigan, because like you said, low, I looked at their record, the way that they performed in the Big Ten tournament. And I was like, OK, that's easy. But they lost their starting point guard for the very first game, and their backup played phenomenal. Like, he played so well that first game, and I think that gave him a ton of confidence. So then when when our game rolled around, it wasn't like, oh, we're meeting some kid who, like, has, like, kind of been out of the rotation a little bit and is, is like, nervous and scared because, like, now he's jittery. But, I mean, he, he had a very solid game the day before, and then he came back and played really well against us. Also, like you said, Brando, it doesn't hurt when there's always some, like, Big, tall stretch four that comes in and just decides to shoot the piss out of the ball and get 27 and 11. Very reminiscent of Luke Cornett and with Purdue that one year. Um, but the second thing is this could just be, like, due to age. But so we have we have Barnes currently, mm-hmm. and everybody's against Pearl, so we'll, we'll go ahead and, and get him out of there too. The two coaches between them, Quanzo Martin, <laughs> who we just let walk, and Donnie Tyndall, who went 16 and 16, if you take all four of those coaches away, you go back to like 04, 
And what were we doing in 04? Nobody even knows. Nobody was paying attention to us. At what do you mean? Time. It was Buzz Peterson. It was Buzz Ball. Exactly. Buzz Ball. So, so we were bad. Like we were bad. Like I don't like. I understand that Coach Barnes doesn't like. He he might not like win the tournament every year. He might not get far. But like you said, Drew, he did just win us our first SEC championship in 40 years. In 40 years, okay. You can't forget that. You're right. But like people, just like oh, he doesn't get it done. Let's get rid of him. Who you gonna get? Who you gonna get? Who you gonna get? <laughs> and second, just like 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 pay attention. Like Tennessee hasn't ever been like historically like a great basketball team. Or like a great basketball pro- program. We're not like a blue blood in basketball. We always rep football, don't we? So like we having success. Like let's enjoy that. Like he had us. He had us uh, seven weeks number one three years ago. We just won the SEC tournament. Like there are big things happening, and we're getting five stars. We're getting big names like Kennedy Chandler coming in. People are paying attention to us. Like I, I, I just want people to see that. Like because people miss shots one time, it's okay. Like that's the game. It's all percentages. I'm sorry, I got mad. No, I mean, I mean, Burt uh, was playing college basketball last time we won a SEC tournament. Like, I mean, freaking Bob Kessling was getting drunk and rowdy on campus. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a big that's deal. It's a big deal. And like, our parents were dating when the when the last time the SEC or like we won an SEC tournament. Okay. Yeah, my dad was like ten years old last. Like, time. let it go, golly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really a. I was going to say, I'm not really worried either about in the future because I feel like this team, like like Alex said, we just keep reloading. Like next year, if you lose Kennedy, which I, I kind of you don't want to be the bearing of bad news, I expect this too. But I think Viscovi and Triple J stay. But if you got a guy like BJ Edwards coming in that can come in and be like a replica of anything that Kennedy could do and have a kid that can come out there as a skill set, like you're not going to just drop off as an SEC team. And not to mention there was like about six to eight SEC coaches they got kicked to the can after Rick Barnes, you know, beat them all up this year. And all these coaches are coaches from like Chattanooga, San Francisco, and teams that barely made it to the tournament this year on bubbles. So Murray I really State just, yeah, yeah. Murray State's coach, he ended up what at Florida or LSU. 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 Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just don't see these coaches besides that one. Maybe, maybe the Murray State guy. I don't see these other guys that didn't win their way into a tournament that made like had to win their conference to get in. I just don't see them coming to a program like this and being able to compete with a program like ours. It's already on the run, on the up and coming, mm-hmm. and just smooth sailing. Like you're already controlling Kentucky, controlling Auburn. I just don't see these new coaches, young-minded guys coming against experienced Hall of Fame coaches. I just, I just don't see it. And honestly, I have to, I have to say this point because I've been like saying it literally all week at work, and no one, like no one, will agree with me on this. But would you rather have the season that we just had, right? Considering the up and downs that we had, won SEC tournament, you know, and lost in the second round, or would you rather be Auburn, who had loaded NBA talent, a number one pick on their team, and then they got whipped like a redheaded stepchild against Miami in the second round? Would you Would you rather be Kentucky, who just went out in the first round after getting beat by us in the second round of the SEC tournament? That exactly. that boy, uh, that boy Calipari ain't been to the championship in a minute. The only the team left. Miners, man. God, the team yes. Go mine and shut up. Like we years beat, of pay we time off, and they've in. gone early home in God, literally man. less than a week. Beautiful stuff. The only, only team in the SEC left is uh, Arkansas, who really, I mean, they played against New Mexico State and shot 28% from three, and somehow like 28%, maybe totally actually. And somehow still won. So, we would have shot twenty eight percent from three. Would have killed Michigan. Oh, we yeah. would have won. We probably yeah. would have won that game. Yeah, I think it was like twenty eight percent from the field. Absolutely disgusting. But somehow they beat New Mexico State. And like, 
want to say, I want to go back to Alex's thing real quick, because I've said this on the podcast before, and it was a long time ago. If you, when we asked a bunch of people, like who they would take over Rick Barnes, a bunch of them said his assistants. And to them, I say, if you don't like the way Rick Barnes coaches, why the hell are his assistants going to coach any different? That's what I want to say to all those people. I mean, but Mike also, Schwartz. Like, like they like people understand how great a coach Rick Barnes is that people are taking his assistance from him. Like they want his assistance because they know that they learned under him. Obviously, you're doing something right if people are stealing your coaches. Everybody steals Nick Saban's coaches every year. I mean, hell, like doesn't I, mean they're I, successful they though. We've already we've already tried that. What's the what's the yes, what's the I DC do guy? It. I want to do it. I want to keep what I got. What's the DC <laughs> that just got charged with the DUI? Pete something from Bama. The, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Real we got yeah. So how about how about a twist for you right here? Because we know that Conzo just got the can. He got fired, you know, at Ole Missouri. Shocker. What if, because, you know, Rick Barnes' contract, I think, runs out in a couple of years, and I'd be very surprised if they extend it out after that. What if? I mean, I'm just saying what if. It's not going to happen, but it, we can, you know, just imagine. We hire Conzo Martin as an assistant coach. People want assistants to replace Rick Barnes. We bring Conzo home. <laughs> oh my God. Drew, I, I'll tell you how I feel. I'm about to have technical difficulties and have to leave this chat. <laughs> if you keep talking that way, my internet about my to go. power just went out, bro. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. I just I actually just lost the feed. My bad. <laughs> oh my God. I, I guess I was going to say, uh, Jack told me, and I quote, let me find this actually. He said, The house in town here sucks. But I'm gonna get through football season. Then I'm home next year. Uh, don't even got furniture in the house. Did you see my plastic chair setup I had going? It was goaded. <laughs> That's tough. That's very tough. Yes. <laughs> hey, he getting that, that nil money. He he could be furnishing the house in a minute. I was he made him move, but we couldn't see him. So I was just trying to help everyone out. I'm sorry that that gets me so burnt up that people was really like firing. I just did it like who? In, I'm sure you would step in for however many millions, but when Volchweta ruins your ass, then you're gonna be right out as well. Like who is it gonna be? I mean, I'll, get Will Wade. <laughs> Drew, Brady, you lock it in. You gotta be serious, bro. My internet's going out, Drew. The more you talk. <laughs> Hey, he brings in the recruits. I mean, you know, we just got an orchestrated plan where we pay like the players' fiancés from just just being quiet a little bit, you know, so we can really get some quality Ws. If so. you're if you're Will Wade and <laughs> NIL became a thing after you just did all this on FBI wiretap three years ago, and you open your Twitter tab and you see a high school player is making so and so amount of dollars, <laughs> how how do you feel about your departure from an SEC school like that? Like. Well, I mean, you could you could say the same about Pruitt, though. I mean, literally, we fired him because he was giving, like, freaking recruits and players money. I mean, like, literally not even three months later, it's, like, completely legal. Like, you I know that he's all ready. Dude, of course Pruitt, like, chose McDonald's bags and not, like, Zaxby's or something. Just had to go all the way to the lowest bottom totem pole. I don't know. He could have put in crystal bags. I feel like that would have been worse. So. I don't even care if that was a true report. I choose to believe it, and I choose to make that as known fact that he actually was really going up to people like, "Here, you want like a like a number two? Like, 
there's 200. Like, what? I don't know what else you want. I don't want to fucking talk about it. There's no way that. What are we doing? Shout out to Trey Wallace. Yeah, shout out to Trey Wallace. Actually, I was gonna say that because he mentioned on a, a, a thing once that it wasn't just handing out McDonald's bags, but these motherfuckers would go up straight up in UT gear and hand this shit out. Like these people were stupid, man. It's so, like Alabama, Alabama culture. They may win championships, but it's still Alabama. What's that one <laughs> quote you got about like, Alabama? That, that was the problem, though. Like we were cheating, like Alabama, and we were still losing to Georgia State. Went three and, and seven, like. God, like it only Tennessee, man. I swear, like we try to cheat like everyone else. I don't, I don't feel comfortable having a cheating allegation discussion on a recruit podcast. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was the former staff. Yeah, former yeah. staff. Shout out to Hypo and the boys. Before NIL, it's okay. It's okay. Before NIL, of course, of course. Oh, that's funny. That's funny stuff. Ain't that's it good though? Like, because we just go all off tangent and off topic. Yeah, that's well, like, that's what makes the show great. Drama. Yeah. Wasn't it good though to hear him talk about like his uh, respect for the coaches, like Coach Martinez, and then the other coach, off the field coach? I've honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I've never heard his name before, but you know, being that off the field coach and making a relationship with those guys, like to have from that staff we were just talking about, like you got you know Coach Martinez, he's obviously a cool guy, and then you got Banks, like they just seem like some chill guys that really value the kids they're going after. Mm-hmm. So, and talking to him, like I feel like Jack was well spoken. I I just have all the confidence that he's gonna come here and probably be a, a big gift for this this class so mm-hmm. another thing that i'm oh, sorry go ahead low yeah that's all i wanted to say i thought he was very well spoken i mean you know he's just a kid it's awesome yeah, absolutely I, I think uh i don't know if he actually mentioned this but he did mention it like when we was kind of talking before is that he he called coach hopple on his birthday like if you feel oh, yeah. that, if you feel that good with your head coach that you're gonna be like hey what's up dude happy birthday like like that's cool, cool. stuff like that's that's the stuff you want to hear you want to hear like that not only do you like respect him as a, as a coach who's like in your uh, like in an authoritative position, who's like there to like coach you and like be hard on you, but also like you have a good enough personal relationship with him to just be like, call him up at any point in time and be like, Hey man, like, how's it going? Like, how's your birthday? And then he was even like, how about that birthday present with the Nico commit? Like that's stuff. That's like good stuff. If you want to hear like, I mean, like we, I think we've all had coaches before that like we didn't really care for or that like just, we're we're just a coach and that was it but like this this dude hypo like he really seemed like he cares for these boys and he like wants to build true genuine relationships with not only them but also their family um so i mean that's just good to hear that's that's the stuff that you enjoy hearing so yeah i mean i can't really imagine like pruitt getting recruits to call him to give him a happy birthday like can you imagine like henry t being like hey happy birthday coach Pruitt," and he's like okay thanks toto greatly appreciate it <laughs> thanks henry <laughs> hey henry <laughs> like i can't this is like i can't imagine that but like I know, like, you know, a lot of us get hyped up, like, during the recruiting stage of every coaching staff that we've had. But, like, this just, like, honestly, there's something different about this. Like, the recruits that, like, we have committed here, like, they, it feels like it's genuine that, like, they really believe in the cause of bringing Tennessee back. And, like, they want to be here. And I don't think you could say that for a lot of recruits under Pruitt or even Butch Jones or even Derek Dealey, for that matter. Well, like, this, like, there's something different about this. Drew, like the stories you would hear, and like I think even uh, in the national championship, that one receiver for Georgia who was from Pearl Conner Cane Ridge that could have went to Tennessee but had diabetes that he couldn't get a Tennessee office offer because Jeremy Pruitt was scared of diabetes. Like, <laughs> but he let Trey uh, Trey Smith play out there 
with blood clots in his lungs on the line. Like it makes no sense. It's just there were so many in-state guys and guys that Pruitt went after that have entered the portal that Tennessee doesn't have a second chance with just because of how bad he ruined relationships here and like how little care he really gave. And then to have a guy like Heupel, who's literally not only with Jack, but, you know, other players like John Slaughter, who's a 2023 prospect. Like he was on FaceTime with Heupel last night saying, look who just called me. And it's hype in the UT office at like midnight, like just sitting there grinding, talking to these kids, you know, telling them how big they are and what they're going to be and keeping it straight up with them. So it's just great to see. I can't imagine Pruitt ever FaceTiming a kid or, you know, I don't want to. Yeah. 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 Operating a FaceTime on the phone or, hey, Niedemeyer. Works. Is my face. You see my face. Do I hit green or red? Right here. I can just hear him on the phone like, hey, Brian, did you teach Henry T how to cover a slant yet? Like, hey, he probably said something hey, like, Brian, give that bag over there at the hotel. Hello? Hey, you teach Henry T on how to cover slant. Okay? Now, you know, if anything goes wrong, you're going to Santa Aquinas High School. Oh, <laughs> asparagus? No. Yeah, no, to, to follow up with Brando about that, uh, about that story about Pruitt and the diabetes, he genuinely believed that, like, if he, like, started bleeding, that, like, it would actually spread to the other players. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm convinced this man only has a seventh grade education. Like, there's no He's way. From Alabama, it. Drew. He went to Hoover. So yes, he did have a seventh grade. Education. So yes, seventh grade. I mean, that's about so yes, you're right. Stuff. He thought he was gonna catch diabetes. No, he yes, really did. Like, that's like how much of like, I mean, he was no scared offense, that it like was like much of an idiot. caution like, problem. Yeah, fucking. But we not scared about a man who has blood clots in his lungs. The guy had blood clots. Bro's like, yeah, that's fine. Guy has diabetes that's well under control. No, nah, we can't have that. That might spread. It might affect our players. I mean, like if you on if you got blood clots in your lungs, there's a high chance you on blood thinners. So like if you get cut, you really not gonna stop bleeding. You're gonna bleed like a stuck pig. But heaven forbid, like all I do is take my insulin. Like uh- y'all. <laughs> What and that's like a discrimination suit at this point. We got to get off this topic. We getting a matter of proving again. I guess. I guess. Okay, since we're on football, we can stay on football though. Uh, <laughs> football practice started yesterday. They didn't practice today for some reason, but they practiced yesterday. And uh, they said that Taven Jackson, he's been doing like a bunch of off the field camps, and we're all talking about Nico and stuff. They said Taven's looking really, really well. Learning, he played in a wing T offense in high school. And if you're not familiar with offenses, like a wing T and what we do in a spread offense is completely actually completely different. So to be able to go in camps and learn the offense in the off season and then come into here early in a spring practice, already know what you're doing is kind of big. Uh, receivers, they said that Jalen Hyatt, he put on a lot of weight, but he's kept his speed. So expect a big year from him. And it's only the first day of practice, but seeing the new guys like Squirrel and Caleb Webb and then. Addison Nichols on the O-line getting already valuable reps on the first day. Like these guys, they came in and they might not have been like the highest ranked of their position, but they're all like <laughs> genuine athletic guys and talented guys. And, you know, seeing them come in early and then you're already starting off the 2023 class. Like all we've talked about is depth. And then on top of that, you'll have the transfers coming in here in two weeks after spring ball rolls around and they get those spots open. But I just expect it to be like a full go here in the next two weeks. And it's kind of exciting because you get that itch for spring practice, and then you got to wait the two more months. But you get those practice reports and the news about who's coming and joining. So, just ready for a, a cool few hectic weeks. I love it. I'm just so excited all the way around. I don't know. I think it's going to be huge. I just want to touch back on Heupel and just how cool he really is. I mean, he is with it. Like he's surrounding himself with the right staff. 
they know exactly what these dudes want. They, if they want new uniforms, they've got them. If they want this, they've got it. That's what it takes. I don't care. It's a new age of college football. You just got to get on the train and roll with it because it's not going to stop. You're either with it or you're out. And I want to be in because I spend a lot of money to go to these games. I want to be on it. I want in. Hey, when have, when have we ever had like a four a four coach lineup of Barnes, Vitello, Hype, and wait, who's my fourth one? Harper. Uh, Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, when have we ever had a, a four coach lineup of of like not only like great coaches but just great personalities? appear as genuine people look like they care for not only their players, but also the university. And they like, they all like co-interact too. Like you, you see Vitello's like wearing Zakai Ziegler shirts and he's um, he's pulling for the basketball team. But then you see Ziegler and Ziegler go to baseball games. You see a bunch of them go to the Lady Vols games. You see Euros, granted he is date one of the players, but you see him at the softball games. Like they still all like support each other. And it's great to just see like, <clears throat> not only are the teams and the players like individually doing great, but you can see that there is like true cohesion around our university um, that like all sports care about all sports and all coaches care about all coaches. And like you were saying, Lo, I mean, it's just incredible. Like the times that we've had, and even if we do like get put out early or like we suffer like a disappointing loss, like overall, like I don't think there have in, in recent memory, at least in my lifetime, there haven't been like much better, like global, uh, global times on Rocky top than we experience in right now. I will say. I feel that I feel that 100%. At least in my experience in the past few years, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's probably been at least, you know, since like Dooley, Conzo, Todd Riley, and Holly Warlick when they were all here in 2012, since we've really seen that type of connection where everyone's just all about, all about Tennessee, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just hyped, man. Football is crazy, you know. You got the transfers coming in. Like, I think uh, Quincy Riley, the DB from MTSU, he was at practice yesterday, like at the first spring practice. Uh, Brew McCoy, the former five-star receiver, he'll be on campus next week. What are y'all laughing about? What the fuck y'all do? <laughs> what the fuck did y'all do? That's what Drew just said. I thought y'all, like, literally, you two didn't even, like, even, like, even hear it. Like, no, I was gonna like, no ridiculous ready, but... statement. I just said, <laughs> Alex, what do you say? Process, but then Brandon kind of changed the topic, and I wasn't. <laughs> I was saying like we hadn't seen this type of unity within the University of Tennessee since we had Derek Dooley, Conzo Martin, Todd Riley, and Holly Warlick as our four top coaches. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody else to say something because that was so outlandish. I was literally just silently laughing in my head because when I like heard Holly Whirlick, that really sealed it. And then I was like, oh, Brandon's taking the next topic. <laughs> that shit was so and Derek ridiculous. Derek Lilly didn't, didn't win that for you. <laughs> Bro, that shit was so ridiculous. My brain didn't even go like process it. Oh, no. no. He, he just presented it so calmly like, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> I Oh, no. I have to go back and watch that. That was awful. shot. I'm over here talking about transfers. Going to my transfer portal list. This man's – oh, my – Drew, what – are you having a bad day, man? You no, yeah. I just like to get, like, little reactions out of people. So, it's really what makes oh. my – Earlier before the show, we were a minute late because you, you jinxed Jack. Then, you know, the comments earlier. <laughs> 
And then this was. They staged your grandma to call you to get not. No. That is not what happened. <laughs> I asked her a question after dinner, and then she didn't even see it till an hour and a half later. And then she All just right. decided to call me instead of just text me. It was just yeah. it was pure anarchy. It was mad. It was a madhouse in here. Hey, don't don't worry. We have technical difficulties too. Yeah, exactly. At least I don't sound like a me So that's a huge hey, improvement. So. <laughs> hey, at least your power doesn't go out, and then you go to the car, and that goes out, and then you go. That was tough. Yeah. I felt, I felt for you on that one, Brando. That was and tough. then the whole show gets hacked, and then it's just like me and Alex. Oh, my God. Cheering for the Ravens. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. I went to my transfer portal list, and I was just we, – We were literally – quite literally twiddling our thumbs trying to figure Bro, out – he's so good at it, though. He just stays calm, man. It's that, it's that apprentice uh, previous radio stuff, man. He can say Helps whatever he wants to say. That's why I'm a journalism and a communications degree. So <laughs> I need to go to school. Yeah, because you delivered you delivered that last comment real well. <laughs> <laughs> this man just set the whole audience on fire. Me and Lowe, who don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he's probably reporting our account as spam now. Oh god. Oh god, that's good. That's good. That is. I'm. This has been so fun, despite all <clears throat> difficulties. Okay. Uh, is there anything else we need to cover? I, I was saying the fucking transfer portal list before that happened. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Quincy <laughs> Riley, he was on campus. That's the that's the DV from MTSU, and then uh, Brew McCoy, former five star. <laughs> this is what happened last time. I'm thinking about it again. But uh, Brew McCoy, the five star from uh, USC, he, got, he played his true freshman year there. Set out last year because some off the field issues, but finally got proven innocent. You know, another crazy case. You know college football you kind of hear crazy stories but proven innocent um you know coming into tennessee kind of doesn't want to give usc another shot even though they have lincoln riley you know they kind of did him dirty so he's looking for a new home i know tennessee they have a relationship established there so i know brew mccoy is going to be a big target i know we need an outside receiver after losing um fuck. but after losing some guys on the side you know you got to get a threat with Cedric. So on the field, just happy about that. And then you got Tyler Steen for the O-line trying to fix Cade's spot. So get some offensive guys in there and then some hopefully defensive names coming soon. And, you know, just get established before the season starts and try to go win an SEC championship. But damn, I'm fucking off track now. I'm still fucking. <laughs> no, I mean that, that. Like, I don't know why nobody else reacted. Golly, that tore me apart. I'm going as soon as we end this and watching this. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I legit was like, I was like here, like just trying to hold my face back because everybody else was like, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was literally, literally after I finished that sentence, I was like, wow, like no one's even reacting. Like how ridiculous of a statement I just made. Like really? Like that's the And you were grinning too. Like you was just... <laughs> a good but... fucking take man was there any reactions in the chat oh my god that's oh, i didn't tough. see that i didn't see i have that. trouble like going um if i go out like if i check in and check out i lose all of the comments so i don't know if I know. yeah i didn't see nothing what fucking ride. they didn't get it either drew they agreed <laughs> this has been a therapy Everyone session after a hard a hard hard thursday last week <laughs> a hard hard saturday i mean against michigan this is our therapy Exactly. We, cope, we get a five-star commit, get our feelings out, have a little guess. We speak our truths. We speak <laughs> our truths. You know when we start bringing Pruitt back out, it's a meaningful episode. I mean, fuck. Oh, yeah. 
we do it every time almost because we get into football and someone drops it silly ass comment we go on a two minute rant it's worth it well you know ever since I made that comment about nico being on that g-wagon every time i see that photo now i can't help but just think of pruitt just driving like that f-150 <laughs> like you know Nico, I got an F-150 because it's four tough, just like how I am. I'm tough. <laughs> you, you, think, you, you think Nico's even answering the phone for Jeremy Pruitt? <laughs> you, think of, you think if, if Pruitt calls Nico, it's like, hey, Nico, I like your arm. I haven't had a quarterback here because I trusted three years with Jarrett Garantano. I ran Brian Maurer and JT and everyone else out. You want to come be my quarterback? Like, is this Mr. I am going to leave you? <laughs> hey, I, ain't, I ain't even going to bother with your last name. You can just tell him yourself. <laughs> you know, that's one big thing. We're always uh, shit on for mispronouncing names. I can't wait to see how this one pans out. When oh, he- my God. Nico, I am the other. Can you imagine how that's tough it. of a time Bob Kessling is going to have pronouncing his last name? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am the. It don't matter. He might retire. Years. He might. He might retire. Be like, you know what? I'm out of here. I've been here for 25 years. I'm. I'm just going to step this one out. You know, someone can go say his last name for four years. I love it. Honestly, coming from like living in Hawaii for several years, that name is basic compared to so many of them. I mean, there's like 30 letters long, and it's just like, whoa. Like, so his is fine. But I can't wait to see some of the shit that happens when everyone is mispronouncing it. I, I have a feeling that's going to happen a lot because this staff, they love like uh, man, polyculture. Like they love everything about it. And even at USC, like recruiting Dylan Gabriel and guys from Hawaii and everything. Like they recruit those guys because a lot of them go unnoticed out there playing small ball. But, you know, I feel like it might be a problem going forward because you already got guys like uh, Justin Williams. Like he added a new last name today. It's like Justin William Thomas now. So having to go and say all these names. And that's the cool thing. I feel like the staff, like the players have cool ass names. Like you already got Slaughter, but then there's another Slaughter this class. Like, I don't know. That's just my little nitpicks well, of it. Not even last names, but I like Squirrel. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Squirrel White. Squirrel. And they said he's they said he's impressing a lot. So Good. I expect him to get Good. some some freshman, uh some freshman time probably in the slot. Who was that wide receiver from Detroit that we got that had like a wild name too? You know who I'm talking about? He signed on this like most recent recruiting class. Like no, um, he was a wide receiver. Yeah, like he was like a three star, something like that. But he had like a ridiculous name. We had but, Chaz like, awesome. Nimrod. We have our receivers were Chaz Nimrod, Caleb. Chaz Lev. Nimrod, that's it. Yeah, yeah Chaz Nimrod. Yeah, Chaz Nimrod. Yeah, love he, that. literally a Nimrod. Love that. I'd love to get a jersey of Nimrod on the back of it. That'd be so sick. Yeah. Did y'all see that picture? Uh, speaking of Justin Williams, have y'all seen the picture of him from practice yesterday? Yeah. That man, they yeah. said he's like, oh boy. they said they're going to have like no choice but to play him over uh, Jalen Wright probably halfway through the season because like that man's already gained so much weight and like he played in 6A Georgia football and it was like, I think he ran for like 1600 yards out there, had a mm. phenomenal senior year and blew up. And now he's getting like 15 pounds, like a freak, looking like what people would say Branson Robinson did in this class, like early, early on in the cycle. And now he's like a huge monster. So having that big back and then you got your little speed backs, you know, maybe if they don't land a transfer one, you got a true freshman that's going to come in there and run straight through you. I mean, shit. Might have running back you all over again like the 90s. So 
I don't know. I look at every position on that offensive side, man. You just like, damn, like, like it's five, ten years ago, way better. And like you're seeing names like Cedric Tillman, like he had 50 yards last year. You just had a 1,000 yard season this year. Like it's ridiculous what they're yeah, doing. It's, like, it's much better than the Rajon Neal and Marlon Lane Jr. and Torn Poole and you know David Aku days. That's for facts. sure. Oh yeah. Hey, those boys ran hard. Chill out. Hey, they did. Hey, <laughs> they did. I I appreciate everything that they had done when they were at Tennessee, but we cannot deny the fact that these guys are just they're built different. All right. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know yeah. how else to say it. Like, but God, a lot I'm of good talent here. I'm excited. Like this the future's bright. Yeah. Also, uh Jack said if he has Wi Fi next week, he's gonna join us next week if we we're still alive. So good deal. next week might have Jack with V too. So the sequel. Yeah. I had a fucking blast. Uh, we can repeat the same questions. Everyone's going to have to go back. Oh, yeah. Well, now we know the guy, so I, we can just. Yeah, now we know him. See, we already pronounced his last name wrong. I was saying Luttrell. He said it's Luttrell when he said uh, my, name, my name is Jack Luttrell. I was yeah. about to ask him that, like, right before we went live, but then y'all were talking, and it was 801. I know, and, and so- then he starts talking about, oh, Coach Hype said this. I'm like, well, go live, go live. <laughs> the people need to hear this. <laughs> man, but man i had a blast it was fun and i expect us to uh, have some more commits or just recruits and rollies in general you know hopefully reach out to some guys i know hey we, we love them boys over at ball scoops they they doing some work over there ain't they brando <laughs> me myself and i got <laughs> shout out ball scoops shameless plug oh all God. right guys if Stop you want to keep going go nah. for it I've got to get off. I've got a crazy work day tomorrow. It's going to be nuts. I've got to get off. So, yeah, I think you're host anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exit all y'all out when I'm on. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we're done this week. Like I said earlier, we have. Jack on for a little bit. Technical difficulties. He will be back, and we will have others on. Um, huge, fun new segment. All of us love it for sure. Um, and then also, just don't forget support the Lady Vols. We've got baseball to go out and watch. All the things. Stay united, and big things are ahead. So that's it for me. Good night, Good night. Good night and go balls, baby. Go balls, baby.